Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's still August 19th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. I'm still here. Welcome back. And Garrett. Hello. All right. Yeah, that we are saying this in this strange way because this is a, sort of a continuation of the previous one, uh, but we are specifically going to be talking about the 30-second previews that we got of all the tracks from Metal Galaxy. Uh, so the story is that on some of the European, particularly European retail sites where you can pre-order Metal Ga- Galaxy, um, the some point, I think it was maybe even just yesterday, uh, the preview buttons were discovered to be on and it was possible to listen to 30 seconds of each of the tracks um presumably basically what happened is that that uh i think we we believe it was ear music uh sent out the previews for all the tracks and some of the retail sites didn't quite understand that it was still supposed to be secret (laughs) um some of those sites it was up on I think five or six different sites, uh, and some of them are gone now. Not all of them are gone. Uh, they were, but they were out in the actual world. It wasn't like anybody stole the file and sent it around. So, I think I think we're I think it's okay to talk about them. But some people may not want to talk about this or hear about this in advance. And so, so stop listening if you are such a person. The other thing I guess I might want to say about this is that um, these previews are. It's kind of like an arbitrary 30 seconds. I mean, it's not probably entirely arbitrary, but it's like second or third 30 seconds or something. So it's just some arbitrary chunk of the song at a very low bit rate. So in a sense, I almost don't even understand why they exist because they're supposed to be something that you listen to and decide, like, is this something I want to listen to more of? You know, do I want to buy this album? But they're crap quality, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, and so I can understand from the artist's side why they really don't want this to be the thing that is representing the album. And I think we should all kind of keep that in mind that we're listening to, you know, pretty poor versions of what we're going to get these 30 seconds of each track. Um, so, but it's still, I mean, it still represents what we're going to hear and we didn't know some of these things before. Anyway, that's, that's all I wanted to say about it. Um, maybe we can start at the top of the list with future metal confirm that that was actually what was being played at legend M, right? Uh, both Legends Y and M or mm-hmm. um, Sun and Moon shows. Um, it also was played at uh, Summer Sonic too. I think right? Didn't they use it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, we didn't see it in the stream, of course. But well, we didn't see anything in the stream, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right, yeah. So so it starts off. We had the track list last time, and the first track is Future Metal, and uh, and we can now hear that it was in fact the thing that was playing behind the the video um, yeah the weird edm you know fasten your neck brace prepare to headbang welcome to the future baby metal that kind of thing i think it's yeah. a good opening track i like it it definitely sets the stage as something different it builds hype um mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd go that far having experience so it's interesting that you say that this is maybe we can have an interesting conversation about it because we have very different perspectives i first heard yeah. this in the middle of the concerts as an interlude, mm-hmm. as a chance for the girls to go catch their breath and that kind of thing. That'd be a totally different experience altogether. Like from the outside here, it's it sounds like it fills a spot of big metal death or in the name of. It seems to me that's well, at least that's the 
that's where they wanted on the album, right? BMD was track one yeah. of the first album. Um, this is our mm-hmm. track one for the third album. Um, I guess maybe it's interesting because the Metal Resistant opening track was Road of Resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, I would say, is the weaker of the three um, because it, it doesn't really feel like a song to me. It feels like, you know, somebody was on their synthesizer and made a thing that is a thing and Sue speaks over it. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to call it a song. Well, I sort of feel like it's not, um, it isn't really an opening song. It's like, I think I was, I was thinking of it. I was referring to it last time we were tra- we're talking about this as like track zero, you know, like yeah. it's the, it's the intro to the intro. <laughs> yes. That is definitely how I would view it. And I would say, I would go so far to say is it's likely that that's how they're trying to use it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're wondering, the 30 seconds sounds exactly like the rest of the 90 seconds you can't hear, having heard the full two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we did, I mean, like, so several of these songs we did have, we did hear before um, through through fan cams and stuff of the, you know, the Legend M and the Yokohama shows. So Future Metal was one of those. And then the last two on the uh, album Shine and Arcadia, we also had heard in their entirety, but live. Yep. It is a cool break. You know, you know, I mentioned my reference to it is in the middle of a show. Um, and it was cool in that it was something new and unexpected. We had no idea it was going to happen. And the video they play for it is, you know, like their other effects driven stuff they have on stage now is it's interesting. It's cool. You can tell they invested in some real VFX artists and put some thought into what's going on on screen. Um, as far as it having a spot on the album, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, Mostly because when we were talking about Koba a couple episodes ago, you know, he had mentioned that the second album also had things that had already been recorded and written, you know, and they were just kind of pulling things together to come up with an album, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of paraphrasing what he said a little bit, you know, so it makes me wonder what was what was the thought process? Like, I, I would want to ask him if I had the opportunity, you know, what was your thought process behind including this? on your album right if we jump back to the interviews i want to say the keaton one it does say trying to find they're talking about the the further elevation evolution of kawaii metal and i think that that song might define it a little bit because it jump not trying to get too far ahead of myself here but there does sound like there's a lot more edm and electronic stuff going on in each song yeah but it is called future metal yeah (laughs) yeah I mean, not just on the shallow shallow end, just trying to interpret what's going on based on the name. You know, it's clearly a transition point. They're using it to say going from the one at the end of Metal Resistance to Future Metal. We have made a transition. Here's what's next. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But, you know, I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if there's more behind why they chose to include that. Yeah. And I mean, there are there are little, you know, sort of instrumental things, instrumental breaks and stuff that didn't go in. Um, I mean, I, for right. a long time, I thought, you know, like the Laura outro from last year who wasn't going to go in and then it showed up, you know, <laughs> showed up being yeah. shine, but, yeah. <laughs> but there were, there was a little, um, kind of like instrumental thing that they did, I think repeatedly in front of Papaya that, uh, you know, it's, I, it seems unrelated to Papaya, but, but that's the position it was in. And that, as far as we can tell, is not featured anywhere here. Sure. Well, it's not the first time they've used a live 
like produced synthesized intro for a song you know a lot of their older stuff does that too when it's live mm-hmm. you know as a as a we need to get a drink of water and get back to position one for the next song kind of transition right have to find the you know well i guess they don't they don't actually have towels now that i think about it <laughs> so but. <laughs> but okay yeah so um after future metal uh we have Dada Dance. Um, and so that's that's the one that has that Tak Matsumoto in it from Bees. Uh, and I so I have not actually gone to to listen to Bees. They you know, we know they're super, you know, a big seller in Japan, super popular. Um, but I don't know what they sound like. Yeah, I have no clue. But the song Dada Dance is sounds pretty great so far. We only got thirty seconds of it. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy with it like i I still think arcadia is probably one of my favorite ones but has a nice catchy flow to it huh. all right i've collected myself sorry I, okay our, our chat put something pretty hilarious <laughs> yeah. in reference to this um and it took all of my effort not to laugh into my microphone yeah. um congratulations thank you i really like the guitar behind what's going on here and, and- we came to the conclusion that tak matsumoto is a guitarist right yeah I, I do really like the guitar behind what's going on there. Um, it gives me a kind of um, almost like an 80s hair vibe as far as a progressive kind of rock sound behind what's going on. And, I hear that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, which it's, is, very, it's very sort of driving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and our chat, I think, correctly pointed out everything else is kind of Eurobeat going with it, which is I don't know, to me, kind of an interesting combination. The first thing I definitely heard was the guitar in the background, and I loved that. Um, I'm really curious to hear what the rest of the song sounds like now. Yeah, I think I find that that is, you know, the refrain (laughs) that I have with all these new ones, is that um, I feel like I know something, and I feel like I am left with two new things I don't know (laughs) for every one thing that I've learned. (laughs) For sure. I guess my impression was, I still found it a little bit, uh, the vocal line I found a little bit surprising. Like it it was, it sounded a little more poppy and less metal to me, um, than what I was anticipating, but same, I think, uh, our chat said, and I agree with this. It sounds like something you'd hear on dance dance revolution. Yeah, Uh for sure. And I I suppose maybe that's more relatable to our generation, Paul, (laughs) Well, but maybe our maybe our listeners can kind of figure out what that means. Yeah, and I mean there, it's true that um, some people have pointed to maybe this one in particular as being kind of Ine esque in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard it, but I've heard people say that. So it, okay. it reminds huh. me of Ine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I hear that. It's like <laughs> the same sounding synthesizer. It's not really the same melody at all. But it's got that bouncy electronic music going along with it. I suppose. But I'm super curious to know what the rest of it sounds like. I mean, yeah, with all sure. of these, I have that feeling. But Yeah. Because I'm sure it's not going to be all like the 30 seconds we got. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so that one's new. We had we didn't know a thing about that, and now we, have, now we know a thing about this. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to say about the Dada dance? Uh, I did read that apparently, and I, of course this is secondhand knowledge, so take it with a bit of a grain of salt, of the previews, it's not 
playing so well with uh, Japanese fans. It's apparently mm-hmm. not as popular as some of the other tracks from what we've heard so far. Um, so I don't know what that means, um, but it's something I heard, so I thought I'd mention it. That's interesting and surprising in a way, because I would have thought that Takamatsumoto himself would have brought uh, a lot of the Japanese along. <laughs> so, you think? Well, uh, but I mean, you know, it's, it, it might well be that this is a these are non-overlapping sets of audiences, right? Well, I'm sure there's non-overlapping sets of audiences, but they might have brought people in, but it might not be what they expected. They might have had an expectation knowing him and it didn't meet that mm-hmm. expectation too. So, yep. you know, hard to say. We only have 30 seconds here, so this is totally all speculation. Yep. <laughs> and the song itself is actually one of the, I mean, it's uh, it's one of the longer ones. It's three minutes and 51 seconds apparently. So there are, right. there are many seconds we don't have. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so the next... The next couple of things we've, you know, we actually have, uh, we sort of know, um, Elevator Girl English version we have in the on the international ones. I guess it'll be the Elevator Girl that we know on the Japanese ones. Do we know that? Actually, I was I, I intended to ask that, and I don't know that I, I mean, I did yes, ask the, it. I don't know if I got the answer. The domestic but, copy of the album has the Japanese version of Elevator Girl. But is it unchanged? I mean, so if you bought it before, does it count as bought now in iTunes? So that I don't know. Uh, I guess in the same vein, has anybody looked to see if they're the same length? Uh, I think they're close. I think they're like within a second or something. R- reasonably close. Yeah. Um, there is one change that we can hear in the English version of Elevator Girl, um, you know, that doesn't come from the leak, but I mean, that there's uh, there's a little bit more echo um, put in. Yeah. I do think the mix is a little bit better in the English version than the original Japanese version that we heard. Yeah. But, so now what we need is a combined one. Yeah. <laughs> well we might have the better mix on the japanese version who knows yeah that's what that's what i'm wondering but that would be that'd be kind of weird <laughs> to do that <laughs> but i don't know it, they're doing weird things exactly okay so i don't think there's much more to say about that the fourth track is shanty 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 um so now we've heard now we get to hear it um in the way that it was recorded uh what do you think it's definitely more processed the- yeah, the 30 seconds we have, it sounds pretty much the same as what we have live. You can just hear the the effects more because they're not echoing through a venue or through a PA at a uh, festival. Yeah, there's definitely some complexity. Um there's there's a like a even further background vocal that you can hear. Um so like the 30 yeah. seconds we have, it's actually if, you know, assuming people kind of know the structure of the song, there's a kind of like a break in the middle where they kind of just dance around in a circle and don't you know like there's not much singing going on mm-hmm. and that's essentially the part that we got in the in our <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds um so but it also has this this kind of funny choreography with um sue kind of like bonking her head <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you can hear at that point when she does that in the you know in behind the background vocals there's a back background vocal that goes bump bump just <laughs> kind of cool <laughs> That I had not heard before. Um, it it like definitely it does showcase how much she crushes this song and how well written it is for her voice. Because mm-hmm. um, you know it's really clear. Unless you heard the IEM leak, which you talked about a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't really get to hear how vocally complicated this is to sing, and probably really fun to sing. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I noticed about this is that the 
definitely the sort of mixing level of the distorted guitar that plays there um, is much lower on the recorded version uh, to the point where I think, well, okay. So first of all, I've totally gotten used to the Glastonbury version, right? And, and in fact, actually, I'm pretty sure that this matches the other one. So it's not just a Glastonbury mix error. Um, the, at the end of that sort of quiet bridge part, the guitar comes in pretty strong leading into the rest of the, um, you know, leading back into the song. Right. Uh, and that's there in our 30 seconds, but it's mixed way, way, way down. Um, and I'm sort of thinking that this, so my hypothesis is, and now I'm just speculating that they actually, uh, that they committed to the recording, uh, before they started playing it live or, you know, before we started hearing it live and that uh, will continue that sort of like, this is an improvement that they have added since starting to, to do it live. I kind of wish it was on the album though, because I really <laughs> missed that part of the guitar crunching in. Well, I mean, they do a lot of neat things that, you know, the commies add a lot of personality to the mm-hmm. music. And I think that's true of a lot of the songs from the albums. And that's one of the reasons I prefer the live recordings usually more than the studio version. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, there was, I forget what show, which song it was. Um, it might've been Rotor resistance. There was, there was something that they played. Or maybe it was Yava. Um, that they actually went back, they, they changed the recorded, the recorded version was changed in response to how that, how it happened live. We, we talked about this and I've now forgotten what song it was. <laughs> but, I have also forgotten. <laughs> at, at any rate, um, it doesn't seem like that happened with Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. So not yet. Uh, okay. Next new song that we didn't know before. Oh, uh, So hold for This song is heavy. Yeah. I'm going to love this one. <laughs> I've seen a lot of mixed emotions about this in different chats and on the forums, on the Reddit, rather. Mm-hmm. A lot of people on the Discord saying yes, and I say yes, but I've also heard people saying they don't really enjoy it. It's funny how um, opinions just diverge on these, you know, things things that I really liked, other people really didn't like, and vice versa, and, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this one is this one is the one that has the uh, Joachim Broden from Sabaton. Yeah, I and think you can hear him. In the thing, yeah, you know, he's singing. He's kind of singing along. We we get what I expect is a kind of a chorus part. Uh, so I mean, basically, we just hear them kind of sing, chanting "Oh, Majinai" uh, for a little while. But um, I like it. You know, it's and, and I think there's some bagpipes. You know, <laughs> it has bagpipes in it. There's like a Celtic jig going on in the background <laughs> towards the end of what we hear. It's very different. I think Sue's vocals will be pretty good on this one too higher pitch mm-hmm. than some this is one of the two that i'm most curious about the rest of the song mm-hmm. about yeah. um I, i'm one of those people that doesn't really like it first of all i don't really i'm not really a fan of that heavy sound in metal period that's just not something i've ever been into um and the irish jig thing with the bagpipes is not a sound i particularly care for <laughs> which is i suppose why i want to hear what the rest of the song sounds like because it goes from this ridiculously heavy growling homage and i you know the world is ending and we're gonna you know rip your skull off kind of sound (laughs) to this happy little irish jig in a way that is startling and really i I don't know i'm struggling here it's it's so it's contrasting so hard it doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it all, it almost sounds, uh, 
um, stereotypical of wanting to make like an Irish sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mentioned this to Paul offline, and I think it still fits. For this one and another song we'll talk about later, and I'll point it out again, it seems to me like Koba had homework to come up with an international song for Ireland, and this was the first Google result sample he could use. <laughs> right. Yeah. It. So we'll have to see what happens with the rest. Um, I sort of, you know, I'm sort of hoping that the collaborations uh, soften that possibility a bit. You know that that the Sabaton person would have would have been composing responsibly. <laughs> right. But it's interesting. It's. I mean, I I think we sort of, at least I sort of anticipated this being the one that fits in the Metataro slot. <laughs> you know, on this album. Um, and I th- maybe sort of does. Um, it still didn't sound exactly like what I was expecting, <laughs> but not at all. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what everybody's reaction to this is when yeah. it's all out. I have my eye on that one. Yeah. But I mean, like even, even having had just this 30 seconds for, you know, a day, it's stuck in my head already. So, <laughs> Oh really? But, I mean, I can totally hear it uh, as we speak, but uh, I guess it's because it's it's very simple. <laughs> you know, there's just Easy the same thing over and over again. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Any anything else on homage and I? No. No. Okay. Everybody's racing to try to get to brand new day. Yes. <laughs> Good. What do you think? What um, do you think, Garrett? I was kind of like whenever I first heard my all, there's not going to feature any poli- any. Tim Henson or Scott LePage in the in the preview, but like now that I think about it, like after the twenty second mark and the thirty seconds, the um the starts and stops totally show that Tim and Scott had at least some plan writing the entire song, or at least their style was influenced by or from Koba. Like I like it. I think it's I argue it's more catchy than Oh Imagine I, but this is what, this is probably the top of my list of what I'm looking forward to when the album comes out. This is the, gonna be the first song I play, without a doubt. Yeah. I've... I'm really conflicted on this one. Yep. Yep. So on one hand, I really, li- I like it. I, I love what I'm hearing in the background with the guitar. Uh, mm-hmm. The instrumental sounds really cool. And, I, and I'll be honest, I'm into the lyrics. The rhythm is cool. I'm conflicted because it sounds really generic to me. Um, honestly, it sounds like something I'd hear like, in a Japanese video game. My first thought was, I think I've heard this song when I was playing Ace Combat. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's weird. I like it, but I'm a little disappointed by it, maybe. I think there's got there's going to be a lot more than just than what we have here, like we talked about previously. It's only 30 seconds. I feel like there's this song has a lot more to offer than just this. Yeah. I, I hope, I mean, it, I'm holding this to a very high standard. If it's nothing more than this generic bit that we have here, I'm going to be a little bit upset. So, I mean, one thing that, that definitely struck me is that Sue's singing here is very different. Um, it's It really is the kind of stuff that you hear in pop songs. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. one thing that makes me think is she must love singing this. I mean, it's it's so ornate, you know, and she gets to really emote in a way that, that doesn't, that really doesn't come through uh, in other times. And, there, yeah, so there is... Um, it's not fully auto-tuned, I think. I mean, like, there's maybe some light on it. There's, there's a chunk of it that really just goes very heavy into, mm-hmm. like, an auto-tune yeah. effect. But I think when it starts, it's it's 
pretty, you know, it's still pretty, um, it's pretty much her, you know, she's, she's able to kind of like, uh, do the, do the vocal artistry, you know, stuff that you kind of think of. There's just more, there's a, there's emotion in there that I think that she hasn't been able to express in other songs. Um, and so I think that's cool. It is still very poppy. Um, I know what you meant about the, like the, the end bit, um, where the, the rhythm gets sort of weird. Mm-hmm. I think that's very reminiscent of mm-hmm. Polyphia, but... But so I listened a little bit to Polyphia uh, in, in advance of this. Like I finally said, all right, I'm going to go see what they sound like. And oh my gosh. Which one did you listen to? You piqued my interest. Well, I, I mean, so, well, I, the main one I listened to was a Goat. Oh yeah, know, that's a good G-O-I-T, one. But, good one. But, um, but I mean, like, we don't hear any of that here, which means that we are missing... We're, yeah, we, are, we have gotten a very non-representative piece of this song. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Because uh, they are, they are just astounding. And look, at, I recommend the song "Batitude." I got uh-huh. really interesting, inter- intricate guitar stuff. I listen to that one really often. I, I mean, I kind of wonder. I, I was, I was almost kind of saying this in jest before uh, about what, you know, whether they're going to be able to play this. But I mean, these people are crazy on the guitar Mm -hmm. uh like i really i mean i i love the commies (laughs) but oh my god (laughs) Um, i mean you know maybe that doesn't actually manifest in this song but um i can't imagine it's got to be really really hard to cover uh a polyphia song (laughs) oh yeah like i actually started tried learning the um the intro to goat in fact i got like four notes in like normally uh-huh. I can go like a riff or two at a time. I got four notes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm kind of expecting a huge contrast that we are not hearing here. Yeah. But, I think you're right. Um, you know, still, I, I do like, I sort of feel like the, like I almost, the one thing that I thought about when I heard this was like, I'm not sure I want to, I don't want people to hear me listening to this, <laughs> which is not a good sign. <laughs> But, um, but we'll see how the rest of it develops, and I'll listen to it anyway. I am sure, <laughs> I'm not going to skip it. But, um, but I, this is one of the ones that I feel like I've gotten three questions for every one answer I got. Where's Tim? Also worth mentioning, it's you know it's one of the longer songs too. It's four ten. So yeah, I, you know I think the the rest of it's going to be interesting. It's another one I have my eye on. All right, anything else we wanted to say about that? Nope. Nope. Okay, everybody racing forward to Night Night Burn. So uh, this is, I think this is the, and of course, we only have the international edition of the CD. So we only have, uh, we do, we're we missing two songs here. We don't know a thing about those. But um, Night Night Burn is, I think, the one that closes the first CD on the two CD format. Yes. Um, what do you think? Sounds heavy. So I said there were two songs in this track list. That made me wonder if he had homework to stereotype what the sound of a country sounds like. This is the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's super Spanish. It's again, Google Spain, get first sample, insert into song. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, the structure of this is sort of like, there's sort of like singing, you know, uh, and relatively heaviness. And then there's this like one measure of little like Spanish guitar before it goes heavy again um i think it i I see what you mean but yet uh because it is really just that one measure uh i kind of think it works (laughs) 
I kind of like the, it. It's the fake horn, the fake <laughs> synthesized trumpet that really does it for me on my point. Not so much the Spanish guitar with the bongo in the background. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just, yeah. Uh, and, uh, of what we have, this one is my least favorite, at least from what we've heard, the 30 seconds. I wonder if they're yeah. going to play that little guitar part on electric guitars live. Maybe. Because I think that would change it up quite a bit. If that part's repeated at all throughout the song. I mean, it, if yeah, I I would hope that they would play it clean, though, still. I mean, like, yeah. if it wouldn't be distorted. It would be, it would, like the, like the, uh, what is it, the Yava intro or something. But that's not what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's old news. We're talking new news. Um, and yeah, so the end of Night Night Burn also uh, sort of turns into like the James Bond theme for some reason <laughs> at the end yeah. of our 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, people in the chat are reminding us that um, the uh, the name Night Night Burn is probably kind of a pun on uh, the Japanese the Japanese version of Peekaboo. I think I think we actually even mentioned that before. Um, but, we did. Yeah. Uh, Inai Inai Ba, so Inai something like that. Inai Inai Ba is, is you know so it, it sounds like the English night night burn sort of and so it's probably somewhat related. Anyway, yeah, again, you know we have thirty seconds and I wonder what the other like three minutes and ten seconds are like. Yeah, this one this one doesn't do it for me. <laughs> At least what we've heard. I, I, you know, even with these previews, I've had the same. The, the very same trajectory that I have had with every new baby metal song. It's like, oh, I don't know what I think about this. I don't think I like this. Wait. Oh, actually, I like this a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I keep telling myself, Papaya is a great example. I did not like that song at all. I hated the rap, especially when that song dropped. You know, Then I heard it live, <laughs> and now it's one of my favorites. So I, I keep telling myself that trust, trust in the formula, trust, trust in what we know that hopefully it's going to be good. Yeah. And if I don't like it on the album, I very well may love the live. Right. True. So, okay. So I think, um, with the end of the first CD, uh, we've actually reached a point where a lot of the stuff we've, we know before, uh, from before, um, still interesting to hear what it's going to sound like on the album. Um, in the name of surprisingly shows up, on the album in the middle, but at the beginning of the second CD uh, and it's a minute longer. Yeah. So what did they do? <laughs> and the 30 seconds we got is what we've already heard before. Right. Um, it's, I, mean, I will say it does sound a little remixed. It sounds heavier. It sounds different, a little slightly different than what we've heard. Right. I, I mean, I think probably the closest we had to something like a studio version was the legend S um, CD. Yes. But even that, and, and so it's a little different from that. Um, the voice, the voice, you know, the growl is a little bit different. Uh, certain parts of the drum track are mixed lower that I'm used to hearing. So I'm used to there's a there's a particular sort of like I don't know I, I don't even know how to describe the percussive sound, but uh, there's a sound I'm used to hearing that is is quite far down in the mix. Uh, the pitch is lower on the drum, but there but there is this extra minute, and I don't know. I mean, like it it was already kind of long before and so i wonder if there's something in there we don't you know we're not expecting yeah who knows i i hope so yeah you know this is one of those songs that i'm disappointed is on the album um i think it was made for legend s and my theory at the time was they made it for legend s because they did that cool intro with a 
all the dudes pulling Sue, you know, across the arena mm-hmm. on the moving platform thing. And that was awesome. That was a cool moment. And But it was just meant to supplement the visual, right? And then what they did with it in 2018 was just boring. Yeah. I can't headbang to that song, you know, and they just point staffs at you for three minutes. <laughs> I always thought that was just kind of strange. Yeah. Um, it worked in Legend S, though. It definitely it did, did work. But... At Leg- it definitely worked at Legend S. So I'm I'm hoping that minute makes makes up for it. If not, I'm going to be disappointed that it's included on the album and we didn't get one of the Japanese exclusives in its place. Yeah, could be. I mean, I I have come to like the song, you know, um, just to listen to. But but it is. I think of it as effectively an instrumental, you know, um, which is which it isn't really. But but I mean, like the growl doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't headbang to it. As far as instrumental goes, it's not terribly exciting. It's the same riff for three minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Maybe. Just and, well, no, we'll see what's, no, the, we'll see what's in the extra minute. Color me skeptical. Yeah. Then the next one is Distortion. So that's the one that fe- features uh, Alyssa White Glues. Uh, and it's, you know, if you look on iTunes, it is it does not count as like if you bought it before you will be buying it again because it is different. Yeah. Uh, but what we hear, what we hear in those 30 seconds is uh, almost indistinguishable, if not actually indistinguishable from what we had before. So we don't know what her contribution is. <laughs> yeah. It's the verse right before the clapping break in the middle of the song. Oh yeah, that's true. We did, we did learn something in that I thought they were going to try to, like, I thought there was a chance that they would fill up that space with something, and they, the space is just still right there. Still clapping. Well, I mean, yeah. it is great audience participation. I do love clapping along during that. Yeah. So, anyway, that's so that, I mean, we've learned nothing almost about that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Not much more to say about that, I guess. Nope. Um, Papia is the version we had, so there's nothing interesting about that. Still a good song, but. Uh, and then Kagero. Sounds the next one. I think I like the 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 thirty seconds we have more than the live stuff we have now. Like yeah. I think this is gonna be the first song I like better on the album. I don't know about that. It's, but... it's a bull, unless they change something to their live performance, I think. That's my stance on it. I I think it sounds great. It it sounds more refined and more finished mm-hmm. to me on the album. So I think um, it, so that leads me to believe that like if they ever perform it live again, which I'm, we're assuming they will, it will sound better than it has in the past. I can only hope. I mean, it's not bad live. I liked it live; it was great. But compared to like all the effects and the guitar mix on this version we have now, or the 30 seconds we have now, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, I, you know, I said a long time ago this is one of my favorite songs from last year, and I think it is evident what you just mentioned that, you know, maybe they were working on it or changed it because we got a name change, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We knew it was called tattoo at one time on tour because of what we saw on the set list. So we have a name change and it does sound more finished, more refined now, I would say. Yeah. I, I wonder, uh, uh, it hadn't actually occurred to me that maybe they recorded this late. Um, you know, I, I sort of assumed that this was recorded earlier, but, uh, I was super impressed with this. Like, I was not actually expecting to be so impressed by this song that we already knew, but it sounds fantastic. Uh, And I actually feel like I understand it a little bit better now having heard the sort of intended studio version. Because there's this, Mm -hmm. there's a part where there's like a, it's kind of like a guitar solo, you know, it's, it's like a place for guitar solo, but the, but what happens in the guitar is it's really simple 
it's like just this ascending note and it's like, you know, it should be a solo, but yet it's just this simple thing. But when you, and that's part of our 30 seconds and you can hear that there. And it actually really, um, it feels not like a solo, but like a kind of like a energy building, um, that now you know, I sort of feel like now I understand what they were going for in the live version. And I didn't, and I didn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can hear the drum really well. The drum mm-hmm. helps build kind of that driving and energy building on There's top of guitar, that. Uh, guitar. On top of the guitar. Guitar feedback even, mm-hmm. which you didn't really mm-hmm. get to hear live. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a great song. I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear the rest of it. So one thing that does make this, you know, stand out perhaps is that this was treated during the 2018 tour as a Sue solo. Um, and if that is the case, this may be the only, well, I mean, it's, we don't really know. Uh, there's, we don't really know what's going on in the songs we hadn't heard before. But, um, so I guess one question is, is this a Sue solo or is the choreography also going to change? Uh, you know, cause there, cause the choreography was, um, minimally constrained before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. It's really fun to watch her perform this. If you haven't seen it or it's been a while, go back and watch some of the 2018 tour videos of her performing this song. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it really did evolve. I mean, like it, it didn't seem, it, there were parts that were consistent you know, there, some of it was choreographed, but it really was, they, there was a lot of freedom there. Yeah. So, Anyway, yeah, I'm looking greatly forward to that. I don't think I had much else to say about that one. Um, Starlight we had before. I mean, Starlight is unchanged. So we have 30 seconds, but we have, you know, the whole 336 as well. Yeah, that sounds the same. So Shine. Shine is the penultimate song. Uh, Longest one. Longest song on the album. 548. Almost six minutes long. I love this song a lot. And I don't know if that's because I was there or not, (laughs) (laughs) but I really like this song. It sounds beautiful from what we have so far. I still prefer Arcadia over it, but I feel like it's going to be on the same tier as maybe the one. Hopefully it has a similar kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it definitely sounds inspired by the one. Um, And we've already established that the melody has been used before in the end of concert video thing Mm -hmm. right yeah uh from last year but yeah i I don't know this song this song makes me emotional none of the other ones do and i'm sure that's just because i'm insane and was there (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it is true that it's going to be hard we actually we didn't i suppose we didn't get in our 30 seconds the you know the critical guitar parts but um it is even though i was not there uh it's still hard to separate shine out from the first performance at legend M. So, you know, I, I'm going to like it because of that, but I'm, I'm tempted to think that I am going to like this more than I like the one. Uh, the one feels like it's getting a little bit old. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. You bring that up. Um, Cause I was, you know, I'm just thinking about it now that you mentioned it. I don't, listen to the one super often and when it comes out on the car i'm i want to say i'm like 50 50 skip listen and it's not that i don't like the song i really do love the one especially live being with everybody in that moment is still always going to be special um but i think you're right i do think it is a little stale now and it would be great if shine kind of took its place i think Mm -hmm. 
And I guess probably also a lot of the situations in which I would be hearing the one, I'm hearing it at the end of a live show where it just gets stretched out unbelievably long. <laughs> so that doesn't <laughs> That's help. never bothered me. Because <laughs> by that point, I don't want the show to end anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Uh, well, I definitely remember that from seeing them, you know, that, like, I was not looking forward, in a sense, for to the one starting, because, you know, that that means it's just ending. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean... um I guess we talked a bit about like what we thought of the song itself before. Um, I don't feel like I, you know, uh, this felt familiar to me, this 30 seconds. So mm-hmm. cleaner, nicer, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing it, but I don't have new opinions about it. Sure. It's definitely one of the songs I'll be playing on repeat when I get my hands on it. Yeah. 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 I wonder if we'll get a special costume. No, I guess, well, uh, it seems like they think Arcadia is a thing that you can end on. So maybe we'll get the special costumes for Arcadia. Yeah, like we had like the, the weird garbage bags for the one. <laughs> 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 but, which aren't which don't exist anymore, by the way. The uh, garbage bag is gone. Thankful. Right. Uh, side effect of growing up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Put some ponchos on and fly around in a pyramid. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what the, like uh stereotypical Mexican wear is what they <laughs> God <laughs> <That> should be, <laughs> but um, okay. Uh, so I think we are. We can move to the last of the new songs, which is uh, Arcadia. Um, I mean, it's kind of in the same category as Shine in that we we kind of had the whole song already, um, and now we've just got thirty seconds of the preview. But what do you think? So this one is another weird one for me because I heard it live. I was there when it happen right and i almost don't recognize the studio version of it and i don't know if that's because the mix in the arena is really different or they play it different live but it it just it doesn't sound like the same song that i remember and i can't quite put my finger on why huh it is much cleaner yes (laughs) than what i'm used to hearing cleaner yeah it's it's true um uh, Metal Incarnate was pointing out in the chat room that it is very technical. Um, I mean, and I think that was that was certainly the first my first impression of it, which is why when I first heard it, I was kind of thinking, you know, this is just too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, particularly because I still can't get over the fact that they use this to start everything. Like, you know, here it yeah. is. The first thing, you know, you're going to hear from us is this new song that you just cannot comprehend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, even if you know you know what the words mean musically you cannot comprehend this song <laughs> until you've heard no. it a couple of times yeah um, i don't know i get a road of resistance vibe from it i guess mm-hmm. a little bit um i even with this 30 seconds i maintain that i don't think it works at the top of a show i don't really think it works at the end of a show but fit slots in pretty well in the middle mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to having the whole thing uh, clean. I still, you know, I listen to both Shine and Arcadia a lot uh, now, but it's just, you know, the best fan cams that there were. Right. I'm excited to hear what the full version's going to sound like. I think it's still going to be one of my top fives on this album easily. If not yeah. number one, likely number one. It's an interesting place slotting into the end of the uh, album because it's, it's, it's the end of both albums, the international and the domestic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't know that I agree with that. I guess maybe I need to hear the the rest of the clean version to make a final judgment. Um, I think I have enough of a sample to say that I don't like it at the end live. Yeah. Because it kind of lacks that 
it, a- it lacks the audience participation and I don't know, maybe the, the feeling of resolution and conclusion that Rotary Resistance, the one or shine does maybe. Um, so I think it's an interesting choice to be at the end of the album. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I'm still sort of surprised by how shine has like, it fades out. I mean, like live, it faded out. How can that not yeah. be at the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we don't know. We like we don't know a thing about the you know up down left right B B A B song, and B X M X C. Those are uh, until until we have you know some sort of error on Amazon code JP or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting that we're going to hear much more of this. Uh, I mean, it, it's conceivable that someone might get the whole thing a little bit early, but I suspect that this is basically what we'll have up until release day. I think that's a reasonable assumption. It's going to be, a, we're going to have a lot of work, a lot of homework to do before the forum. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we're going to be ready for this. Guess I know what I'll be doing on the travel. <laughs> yeah right exactly in the line and in the line and yeah i you know the line so i only have been to one one baby metal show before um but the line that i was in uh you know we, we were listening to i guess it's the only thing that we all can agree on right <laughs> but it just sort of seems very weird to like spend the day listening to baby metal so that you can then go into the concert and listen to them play <laughs> I don't know. I've, well, I, you know, I've heard two schools of thought on this. I know some people that kind of cleanse and don't listen to anything baby metal in the week or two leading up to the show. And then, you know, there's people who don't care and want to listen to it anyway. That, um, that's me. But, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect how I view the concert. So I listen to it still. Whenever I drive me and my girlfriend up to Kansas City to see the show this year, I'm probably going to play baby metal the entire time. <laughs> yeah. One part to get her more acquainted with the music they're going to be playing and then. I can tolerate that music opposed to the music she likes. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's, I mean, that's what another thing I was thinking about was like, there's almost nothing that, you know, there's, there's almost nothing else you could play that everybody would be kind of on board with. And I don't listen to anything else anyway, really. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I also really do find like, like I'm thinking about this for the, the opening uh, band as well, that like, I, I'm going to want to, listen to some of that stuff because I'm not going to remember anything if I don't know the stuff ahead of time. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like, there. I, I remember there was noise. I wasn't unhappy, you know, but I, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> I wasn't unhappy. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. So I guess there's probably not. So we had earlier yesterday, I guess it was, we had sort of talked about the possibility that maybe, you know, because we had this, this, these leaks, they're not leaks, sort of leaks. I don't know what they are. Um, accidental releases of these 30 second previews that we would do a, like a quick, short little brief thing to go over. 50 <laughs> minutes later. later. We are. Yeah. Another hour later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm sure that there, my opinion will evolve even more as time goes on with these you know these the seven minutes or whatever it is we have yeah you know it might be fun to come back and re-listen to this episode in november yeah where it's going to turn out that brand new day is everybody's favorite song (laughs) 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 anyway cool um i guess maybe we've made it through all that so that's it for this episode 
Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in a week or so. Uh, we hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you. <laughs>